0: In
1: by Bang! welcome,
0: welcome back to the Up the Spurs podcast, the 246th most streamed soccer podcast in the United States, according to Anchor. I'm here with my good friend, Ian. Ian, how you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. That is a lovely stat. We're pushing for 245, but, you know, we'll see how this episode goes.
0: (laughs) Hopefully we're still on air. Uh, I think, is this episode seven? This is seven. Gosh, we're still around. Hopefully we'll hit 10, maybe even 15 if we're lucky enough. Um, Big match, uh, home to Fulham that just occurred. We won two to one, uh, walked out of there, kept the unbeaten streak alive. I think we're sitting on 14 points, uh, third in only, the table.
1: The only no- North London team still uh, undefeated? Yes. Just throw that.
0: In there. It, we literally just talked about the run sheet, but I'm going to swipe it across for a second. Yes. Did you watch the Man U Arsenal match?
1: I watched probably about 50, 60% of it, but yeah. Yeah. I I just want to say I was so happy to see Marcus Rashford score.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And Anthony like coming in making a splash, but above all else it was amazing to see Arsenal fall. They they looked a mess. I don't know how you felt about the game. Maybe it was just the the half that I watched, but how did you feel about that game?
0: I I mean, it's a Spurs podcast that the first thing we're talking about. Is the thing that's always on our mind. How did Arsenal lose? Uh no, I, I thought Arsenal played well for like I don't know, 45 minutes out of the whole 90. And they they got some really good players, but at the end of the day, they don't have like that steel, you know, mm-hmm. that holds them all together. And I'm just gonna say it now, if like Xhaka. Is your starting center midfielder? You're not like how it's are tough. you? Yeah. Um So I don't. I mean, they've. I don't even know who they've played. They've played like Fulham, Bournemouth, a very awful Leicester team Palace so far to
1: open up. Who had no yeah, preseason. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was their first test. This was their first test. And from from at least what I was watching of it, United seemed to just be hungrier like they were actually pressing, maybe they're under all the pressure as well with yeah. the backlash they're getting, but they seem to just want it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time, because yeah, again, like Arsenal's first couple of games, they haven't been tests. They've absolutely like, let's be real. They've, they've been unbelievable in those games. They've looked really good. They look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you see a time and again where they'll look good for 60 minutes and then struggle for a little bit, but this seemed like the first game where they were actually put under pressure and their tactics just disappeared. Like it oh. didn't seem like they were they had that same flow they had in those first couple of games.
0: Oh yeah, I completely agree. And they is similar to like last season when it really mattered at Spurs at Newcastle, they just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Um and Manu really just I thought Manu played okay. I don't think they played great mm-hmm. um but what they did really well is they just they completely sat back and countered and just tore yeah. them apart on that high line that they were trying to run and that gives me a great feeling for the october 1st game uh at the emirates um yeah no happy to see them lose because i was sick of all of the invincibles 2.0 crap that we were <laughs> hearing and uh, really quickly, um, the first goal that Arsenal scored that was disallowed um, for the push on Ericsson. did you think it was a foul on Erickson?
1: Honestly, I don't know. I've still, yeah. I've still tried to make sense of it, and I just, I'm just i not too sure.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, either I way. I don't know. I don't know. It, like, it, it,
0: it, it felt it like one soft. of those that it
1: could or couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm right there with you.
1: How do you, how do you feel about it?
0: I mean, he kind of pushed him in the back a little bit, but Erickson's oh. just a little frail. Personally, I never no, I never thought he was the strongest like midfielder in the world, and so when he fell over, I was like, "Man, I've seen that, I've seen that story yeah. before." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, if it wasn't a foul, and it was disallowed, it feels all the sweeter um, because they lost. Spurs. We walk out two to one winners uh, against Fulham goals from our good friend uh, Hoiberg and Kane. Um, I believe Mitrovich scored for them a worldy uh, great I, curling effort. He
1: is insane right now. Like he he's doing it against the top teams. All right. And it's it's kind of fun to see as much as it.
0: Oh yeah. Hurt to watch
1: that go on. But it was such a great goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Like I always hate playing, like I hate playing uh Palace just because I yeah. am so afraid of Zaha in particular. And Fulham, I'm also terrified of playing them because of Mitrovic. Uh all right, here's here's the question. How old is Alexander Mitrovic?
1: Oh god. I don't he's not young, is he? Is he 28?
0: Ooh. He will be 28 in 11 days.
1: Okay, I'll nice. take it. There I was going to say, he he had, what, that stint in the Premier League where Fulham, yeah, like, like it, two goals. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just didn't work. Uh, he just wasn't ready for it. Whatever he flipped on in the championship last season is definitely carrying over. And yeah, honestly, like, Fulham have impressed me this season. Like, they, they
0: actually look good playing. Did, did we talk about them going down? Were they one of our like relegation? I don't think so. I think they were the one team that we were certain was staying up. Dude, um, I'm trying to remember. We had, I know we had Bournemouth was definitely in it uh, to go down. Um, I, I know I chose Southampton. Um, mm-hmm. Did we say forest as well?
1: Forest. It was between like forest, Brentford, Bournemouth, Southampton and Leeds.
0: Oh yeah. Those were the yeah. ones that we
1: had talked about. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll have to go back and check the episode just to yeah at the end of the season and stuff. Um gosh, man, we just get we we talk about before the podcast, like, yeah, maybe maybe we keep it 45 minutes, an hour max. Sense. And we've already covered a match that does not include any of us. And uh we're talking about the age of a Serbian um playing in the Premier League. But it's all fun and games. Uh the match as a whole, um, <laughs> we had a lot more possession this this match compared to um, the previous matches such as at the bridge um, and uh, at West Ham which oh my god uh, yeah. just looking back just gives me PTSD but did you did you see anything different in this match from past matches that you thought I kind of like this like we seem like we're gelling a little bit more or, or what? yeah yeah,
1: there, there was something different in this match that was really positive and really good. I do, before I answer this a little bit more, I want to ask you, kind of flipping it back on you, but before the Fulham game, how did you feel about the way we were playing?
0: Um, I saw a few comparisons on Twitter to like Mourinho Spurs, where it was just very defensive. Um, You know, I, I think like when I look back at, like, I don't know. Um, the Southampton match to open the season. It felt good. I felt like we mm-hmm. played very expansive, um, compared to like past seasons where, I mean, with Mourinho Nuno, we just looked like a shell of the team and just absolutely terrible, uh, in hindsight. But I mean, the match against, uh, forest, um, um, I felt like we, it feels like it's coming together slowly, but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think we've played like amazing by any means. I know I think our XG against Fulham was like 2.79 or something. Yeah. So we're creating chances. And it I, I could see the attacking effort against Fulham yeah. actually like pay off.
1: I was going to say, I think that was the biggest change in this game was we seem to be a bit more Oh a bit more cohesive going forward. I don't know. Like this where where this really stood out to me in the forest game was there were so many I mean, like we're playing forests who haven't had a great start. Um, a team we should definitely roll over. And it felt like we would be so focused on everybody sprinting back to get behind the ball. And as soon as somebody won it, we tried to unleash, and it just felt like this game where 60 minutes in the players were gassed yeah they were like walking around hands on hips all that stuff and it was just like okay we're just trying to sprint back and counterattack as fast as possible with one or two players mm-hmm. and it like yeah we got the win but it it didn't feel good didn't look yeah. very good and it like showed in the West Ham game it showed I mean even the Wolves game like it's sh- it has shown in most of our games this season that like what, what I think you said that's kind of framed this a little bit differently for me is the attack is starting to come together. I feel like yeah. we have got this great like baseline that you work your ass off to get back. And next phase of Conte is figuring out how to translate it going forward. Right. So, you know, we're, we haven't lost anything. We're getting points in situations in like last season, two seasons ago, we wouldn't have gotten points in. We're finding a way to get it done. Um It's just about, looking a little bit better and going forward a little bit better, which again, I thought we saw against Fulham looked a lot better. Um, still definitely a lot of room. Um, can't really speak too much on Mitch Fitch's goal. That was just incredible. But yeah, I, I, I liked what I saw against Fulham and it's got me excited for the yeah. next couple of games coming up, especially given that we've got five games in two weeks coming up. Yes. As well. Lots.
0: Gonna be- yeah. it, it It's going to be kind of crazy. Um, I can't – I think it was – I'm trying to remember. I think it was last year. Yeah, we lost both matches against West Ham. So, I mean, we're already improving. I know we talked about this a little bit, but uh, home to Southampton, home to Wolves, away to um, Stanford Bridge against Chelsea. That's seven points we didn't have last season. And so I can already feel like we are making improvements, um, which is nice. But like you say, a lot, of, a lot of matches coming up. And we did see some rotation uh, today, looking forward to the match against Marseille on Wednesday. <clears throat> uh, we saw Richarlison come in for Deke. Uh Sessegnong started on the left. And Longley started at left center back. Um th- were there any were, did you expect any other changes or were you happy with just seeing uh Richarlison, Longley, and Sess come in? I think that was all of them. Yeah. Um oh and Bensonker came back from Bensonker, yeah, concussion or whatever. But yeah, sorry.
1: I think I was happy with it, especially Richarlison, like everything he brought to that game. He like, so I can't remember who said it, but he's the player you love to have on your team. Yeah. And hate playing against. Um, and he's just proving everything. Like he's already fully spurs. He loves it. Our te- He gives something else to our team as well. Um, I love seeing Richarlison. Honestly, I was surprised that Decky, Took the back seat and not Sun.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I know we talked about this before. Like mm-hmm. Sun and Kane, how can you bench them? How can you like get away with not starting them? And it it pains me because the Fulham game, Sun was so close. Oh, I know. He was so close on so many attempts, and he's just like, you can tell the whole squad is just waiting for it to go yeah. in because he's right there, and you know once that breaks floodgates are open and it's going to be crazy. So I would have just, just based on recent form, I genuinely would have liked to see Richarlison starting over sun in that game, Mm -hmm. just to see if that maybe sparks something for Sonny, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder maybe if Sonny sits on the bench against Marseille um, and then starts at city uh, at the weekend, just because it's sun versus city um he's bound yeah. to score uh yeah no richarlison he's like he's like if eric lamella was skillful <laughs> like he's just a absolute bastard and he's um like diego costa he's just someone i hated playing against but i love having on cool a player yeah oh my gosh i was <laughs> when i saw that i was originally like why the heck didn't we just yeah, i don't know get a little conte reunion um, <laughs> could great. you
1: imagine Diego Costa, Richarlison. And-
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been great. Oh, that would have been absolutely fantastic. Now, um, yeah, I thought Richarlison played fantastic. Uh, had the assist for the Hoybier goal, uh, which should of- a
1: goal, by the way.
0: Yeah, his yeah. feet in the just
1: in that real tight space. I, I genuinely, as soon as I passed it back to him, I was like, oh, "Well, there he's yeah, like,
0: what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was a great goal. Um, I believe he's second on our, uh, top goal scorers list for okay. the EPL this year. Oh, uh, with two, uh, behind Kane's like six or something. I don't know. I mean, Kane has six goals. Um, I think all of them, bar the, did he score against West Ham? No, it was an own goal. No. Uh, Kane yeah. has six goals. I think he has five or six. I'm Jesus. checking now. Um, let me double check this. Of course, it's going to take a year and a half for me to find yeah, this. Right. Uh, he's got five. My bad. He's got five. Okay. Oh, four of them came in August, which is incredible um, for Kane. Love it. Yep. But yeah, you think like, oh, he's got five goals. That's awesome. But Holland has 10. Yeah. Holland. <laughs> Dude he's
1: gonna he's gonna shatter that record because yeah. it's not just like yes holland is amazing and he is just this freak athlete soccer player but the way city are playing and the way that they restructured their entire team and tactics to fit holland and to defeat him more he's going him and city are just a match made in heaven and they're going to shatter this.
0: It's, I mean, Holland for City right now, like we would have seen that last year if Kane had signed for City. Like, I guarantee it. Um, I think six of his goals have come in the six-yard box or something like that. Like, it's a disgusting stat. Um, All right. Most goals in an EPL season is 34. Um, And it was done by Andy Cole. And then uh, Alan Shearer, but that was in a 42-game season, I believe. Mm. Mo Salah had 32 uh, in 2017-18. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I I don't know. Holland already has two hat-tricks. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think, only, yeah. the
1: only thing is if he's going to get injured. He seems to get injured every season when
0: he was at yep. Portman. Maybe, maybe, but uh,
1: Norway isn't going to the World Cup, are they?
0: They are not. They can are you not.
1: imagine? Everybody's going to be back and exhausted from the World Cup, and he's just going to be flying. I think the second half of the season is going to be even nuttier than the
0: first. I, I can, I can agree with you on that, but I can also say he might be so out of form because he won't have played mm. for a month. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's oh, that's a terrifying thought. Don't put that into my brain. Um, yeah, no, I thought I thought uh, Richardson was great. I also loved Longley um, yeah. at left center back. His passing ability is just out of this world. Um, I love Davies, but it's just so night and day uh, difference um, between the two. And and the, and then Sess. And I know Romero also came back. Um, what do you make of Sess's performance? I think he should have had an assist on the Kane goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe it counted for him. Uh what did what did you make of it?
1: Um honestly like I I think going forward, he he brings so much to to the attack. Like every time he has played, you're seeing him getting on the ends of the loose balls that Emerson doesn't always make. Um it's kind of tough to compare against Parisage. I don't know. I still feel like I haven't seen enough of Parisage with us. Like right. Yeah. He comes, he comes on. He started one or two games. I think.
0: Uh, Parisage. Yeah. I think been... he, he started at West Ham and then at forest, I believe. Okay. Okay. So yes, I think two year, I think you're right.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I like Seth playing. Um, I, I just think he, he's he been exciting and he's been very explosive and trying he seems like he's really trying to make that spot his yeah. um, I don't know, how did you feel he
0: did against Fold? I like him um, I prefer Parisic right now uh, mm-hmm. but I realize we're probably going to play about 55 games this season so I completely understand why, um, why we're going to have some rotation uh, which ironically brings me to my next section of why the hell has Emerson Royale started every single match <laughs> for us at right wing back. Um I, I I don't think he played bad. I just I don't know. It's it's like the um I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. I yeah. you know is is Doherty like, is he hurt? Um and I, I get Spence not playing this early because he's still a championship player at heart, but I mean do you think do you think Wednesday we'll see Doherty at right wing back? I think I think we'll see
1: something different. Um, just to say it again, we have five games in two weeks. So there's a hundred percent going to be rotation of nearly every position. Um, I think, like you said, Emerson has started every game for us. I think it'd be a great time to give somebody else, whether it's Doherty, whether it's Spence. I know Conte's come out and had really high praise of spence um, yeah. saying you know like yeah it was the club that bought him um but he's kind of showing that he wants to be here and he wants that spot as well right um, so i could see us giving it to spencer lucas i honestly like i have no idea what to expect for this game against marseille because i know we're gonna need to rotate um our champions league pool is full like it's it's just like full of sleepers there, mm-hmm. there's yeah. not a team that you can flip off against not that there ever would be but like there's not one team that's like okay we should get an easy win it's all like this team has the potential to just play out of their minds um so it's going to be interesting to see especially with city thrown in the middle of these few games as well right no idea i i just imagine somebody else other than emerson comes in um one thing i wanted to flip back to you as well well first let me ask that back you think it's played a right wing back against Marseille.
0: Uh I'd love to see I'd love to see Daugherty. I think that's the most realistic um right now just cuz I I Oh okay, lesser of two evils who would you rather see play against City? There you go. Yeah,
1: that's like, fair. And and honestly just the Emerson right now just because he's played yeah. every every game he's match fit he's been playing well too like he it's not like he's been the the player we saw in the first half of last season he's been playing right. pretty well um i think there's def- that position could definitely strengthen but is it somebody we have already yeah. or is it somebody we would need to bring in i don't know um, yeah. so him against city makes the most sense to me throwing somebody else against marseille
0: yeah um and, and you made a really good point about all the teams we're playing being sleepers uh, in the Champions League, just because Marseille, believe it or not, is level on points with PSG um, yep. at the top of the league, uh, with five wins and a draw. Uh, Sporting is ninth, and Eintracht Frankfurt is tenth uh, in the Bundesliga and the Liga Nos, uh, respectively. So, I, I think. Marseille is probably going to be one of the more difficult matches they have. Let's let's do the math. Four former Arsenal players. Uh Guendouzi, yep. Uh Tavares, Nuno Tavares, who's had 3 goals uh this season already <laughs> from left wing back. Good for him. Um
1: Kolasinac.
0: Yeah, Kolarinac. And then I thought there was one other player.
1: Uh Looking at their squad now, I've not I seen mean, it, but they have the likes of Alexis ah, Sanchez. Alexis
0: Sanchez, there you go. There's yeah. your fourth, and then yep. they also have um, oh god, yeah, wow hi <laughs> So there you go uh, from West Ham. So and Eric oh, Bai and, and Eric Bai. Yeah, funny how things work out. Um, wow. Yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be a very very tough match. Uh, I think we're at home for it though, so I am I am looking forward to it. Uh, is, there, is there anything else you wanted to touch on for the Fulham match uh, in particular?
1: Um, maybe not specifically from the Fulham match, but just from the first couple of games of the season in itself. What have you thought of Basuma?
0: I will not make a judgment on Basuma until he has started multiple games. Um, I thought he looked very nervous against West Ham. Um, and I mean, he doesn't know the system too well. It's he's yep. been six games. Um, and I remember like the days of Pochettino where you'd almost sign someone and you'd say, give them like six months, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think with Conte's like fitness regime, just his, how important the two center midfielders are. Like you can see that with uh, Hoiberg and Bentenker, uh, just how important they are to our system. Um, I do think Basuma is going to be a very good player for us. But I think about Sonny, his first year was just torrid. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think he will come good. It might just take, it might take the whole year. Um, and luckily yeah. we have skip for when we need him. Um, yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's been, he's just not quite there yet. He's, he definitely will be. And you can see it at times. But overall, I know this is stuff like we've said in some of the earlier episodes as well, but Hoyberg and Bensoncourt, like they have that connection as well. It's not just how they play and who they are as players individually, but together they've like, they've figured out that two midfield. And when Basuma comes in there, it's not just throwing him off, it's throwing the other center mid off as well. So it just looks a bit unbalanced, um, you know. What I think he needs to take after Bentenker a little bit more, because Hoiberg, as amazing as he is, like he is always going to be the hustler and the player that like gets stuck in and really gets after it. Benton Kerr is the one that makes things happen, and I think if we had to pick one of those two to come out of the squad. Bentinker would have more of an impact on the way that we play. So Basuma, like he can fill in for Hoyberg way easier than he could for Bensonker.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I think you saw that during the West Ham match, just how much we missed uh Bensonker. Yeah. Just because, oh my God. I was like, we have no like creativity <laughs> in the midfield. Um yeah, no, I'm I'm I will get to this later, but I want to know your um starting predictions for Marseille. Yeah. Uh we we talked earlier uh, in another episode um, about the transfer market and how well we thought every team was doing. This was before Chelsea decided to spend, yeah, Jesus, hundred and eighty million more or something like that. But looking at how the table is, we're six matches in. Um, how do you think the top six will pan out, just top to bottom?
1: Top six at the end of the season you're saying yeah. basically like now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now that we've seen a couple of games the transfer market's closed <laughs> like the teams have kind of identified themselves right i think i mean city is just going to absolutely run away with it 15
0: points but, minimum i think honestly
1: mate they're so good they're so good and just i i honestly like i love watching them play right now and i hate to say it but it's just amazing to see so they're they're clear first yeah honestly i see i see us in second and that's not just being hyped about us i think we look at the other teams that are chasing us we look at liverpool they have lost their step massively and like Mane. oh my gosh yeah yeah losing mané was massive already at this point in the season like because city and liverpool set such a premise in the last couple of seasons every game that's played you're already seeing it as points away from the title
0: oh
1: yeah yeah so so they are they're they're out um i don't see them picking back up enough steam to get second i think these problems are going to haunt them throughout the season like they'll have a run of form where they win seven games in a row and Mm. then they'll drop points that they should never drop right um i think they're they're struggling a bit i look at chelsea they played incredible against us they have made a ridiculous amount of signings in the last few days they have just like changed so much um, but it just I don't know I still don't see them fully there again yeah. they're a team that will drop points this season just because they their way that they play I, I said it in the lead up to the game that we played against them I like they're ugly they play yeah. ugly and they played amazing against us they figured it out but it's literally the do, next game but yeah. the next game that was all out the window All out the window, and it's just I don't I don't see them having enough in them to hold it together to get second. So Spurs second, I think Liverpool will come third. I think Arsenal will get fourth. I hate saying it, but oh yeah yeah yeah. When when they're on, they're freaking on, and they look so good. Um, I think United will get fifth. I think Chelsea will get sixth.
0: Okay, I. I think when I originally talked about my top six, I had West Ham up there at like six or seven. And oh my God, they just, they don't look great. Yeah. Um, I love the Pequeta or Paqueta yeah. signing. Yep. God, he's going to be good. Um, but yeah, I think Man City at the top. I'm hesitant to put a second just because it, it'd be different if we had no Europe I think like yeah. that would be such a massive difference. Fair. Um I think I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I'll still put a second. Uh so Man City, us. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put United third. You know, I could actually see that. They're as
1: as crap as they've been this season. Yeah. They're, they're fifth. Yeah, exactly. Right now, some, something like that. Like they are
0: fifth. Yes.
1: Yeah. And Lissandra Martinez was their player of the month.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Somehow. Uh but
1: yeah, I could see I could I could absolutely see them turning around getting third.
0: Yeah. And then I will put Arsenal fourth. Yeah. And then are you ready for this? Yeah. This is going to shock you to your core. I'm going to put Liverpool fifth. Oh, I'm going to put Liverpool fifth. I love I love Newcastle for some stupid reason um but i'm gonna put brighton at sixth Whoa! i think okay you ready for this this is the craziest stat no it's not a stat it's the boldest and stupidest hot take i'll ever have i think right now if you look at the managers in the epl um and it's difficult because you've never seen pep guardiola without money i so you can't really truly judge him um I am gonna throw Conte near the top with Pep, but I think Potter is in the same class as your Jurgen Klopp's. Um, your I'm not gonna throw Arteta in there, and I'm not gonna throw Eric Ten Hag in there. Uh, your Jesse Marshes. No, I'm joking. Um, no, I, I I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Potter up there because, like, I watched them play against an abysmal Leicester team and they just look so good um and so and this is a perfect segue because i am going to put brighton 6th um behind okay. liverpool, behind liverpool and i'll put chelsea at 8th i think <laughs> someone i <laughs> think someone goes to 7th chelsea looks awful yeah. maybe newcastle yeah um yeah newcastle probably but uh, hey uh, genuinely newcastle signing isaac oh my changes God, things
1: yeah. so much like they I know it, we. I think everybody was expecting them to spend so much more than they did, but I think they're doing things in a very like gradual and smart way. And Isaac, for I think he was only like thirty-five million, something like that. I think it was like fifty-eight. Oh well, you know. <laughs> I love it. Either way, Isaac is an incredible signing. He's already showing it, and him and Saint Maxman up top alone is frightening. Yeah. I'm just I think they have enough
0: to push seventh, maybe sixth, but we'll see. We'll see how the season goes. According to transfer market, I have Isaac being a 77 US million dollar uh okay. signing. So okay. you're right. I do like the look of him. Um I man, I love Saint Maximin. I if, if we oh, could yeah. bring him to the lane, that'd be great. Uh but um The question I'd like to ask you, would you rather have Conte Mm -hmm. on a a year-by-year contract so at the end of every season you'd say, okay, do you want to resign for another year? Or would Mm -hmm. you rather have Graham Potter on a five-year deal right now?
1: Ooh, right now. I think Mm -hmm. it's difficult to say for me because I think right now Conte is so drilled into the squad like the way that he plays is different the mentality like everything I would say like okay one more year if that's all it is cool let's stick with it um I I just think we've had we had the poch project which was amazing right and then we've tried so many different things and we have something now that is like okay you can see that everything is centered like The vision for the club, the vision of the manager, the players drive, the way that they play, like everything has some cohesiveness to it. I don't think that we're in a position that we need a project like a big five year project. I think Conte is developing this vision and is seeing where it goes. Um, And I'm happy to let him do it because it's working so well so far if things fall apart with Conte, I, let me rephrase that as soon as things fall apart with Conte, I think we will need some, someone like a Graham Potter or somebody who was like a potch that had a bigger vision over a longer period of time.
0: Do you think potch goes to Leicester if they fire Rodgers? Which they will a hundred percent. They will At um, one point one point after six matches. Terrible. Sorry. <laughs> I think, uh,
1: I don't know. I've never actually thought about that, but to be honest, that sounds like a great fit.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do think Potter, um, I I don't know. I'm speaking like a a disciple of him. I just think he's so good, and I love watching Brighton. Um, A bold take. Hot takes right now. I think at the end of this season, if Jurgen Klopp Tuchel or Pep is gone or I'll say Arteta Graham Potter sure. replaces one of them at the by, by the start of next year. If any of them are gone, um, I could, oh man, it terrifies me to think Potter at Chelsea because <laughs> Potter like has done, they got rid of Basuma, Cucurella, and Ben White. Four and
1: uh, Dan Burn. <laughs> such a I love oh my God.
0: <laughs> one. Went to Chelsea, one went to Tottenham, one went to Arsenal. Oh, yeah, the Newcastle center back. I love Dan Burn. I do like Dan Burn a lot, actually. But <laughs> just the way you, oh, yeah, Dan Burn. <laughs> <laughs> They got rid of all four of those players and they look better. And it's just ridiculous. Like I,
1: I, I've got to say beginning of this season, I was, I was very wrong about Brighton. I thought they had their time. I thought like last year, I thought they had overachieved and I thought, okay, they're going to lose Vasuma. They're going to lose Um, They lost Ben White. They lost Dan Byrne. Yeah. I think they're going to struggle, and they're going to realize kind of what West Ham's seeing now. I think last season West Ham overachieved, getting seventh um, in the way in which that they were in the fight for other positions that whole time. Yeah. I thought that was them overachieving, and now we're seeing like okay, the the real West Ham is showing back up. I had that feeling with Brighton, but I'm right there with you. They look good, and they're they're a tough team to play against. It's not even just like the the way the way that they get wins it's how they play against everybody it's no, so yeah. tough
0: to break yeah I'm I'm interested to see uh what happens at the end of the season
1: yeah. on that real quick the reason why I think you're wrong about him going
0: to any of those teams is yes. <laughs> just throw that out there yeah yeah no I I ha- I think I know what you're gonna say
1: he's gonna be the next England manager
0: I have a funny feeling. That the next English manager okay it depends on how well Southgate does. I think this World Cup is Southgate's last tournament.
1: I hope I, so. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. But I think either way, no matter how well he does, the only way I could see him staying any longer is if they win the World Cup. But I don't, I don't see know, I'm gonna become a Southgate.
0: If they <laughs> win, if they win, like if I'm Southgate, I'm like, I'm dude, I'm done. Like, where, yeah where, where does he go from there like win the yeah, girls exactly no, no no i just
1: see this being Southgate's last run with england he's already kind of on the ropes um and grand potter's been lined up with that job forever and i think it would just be like the perfect it's difficult with grand potter because he hasn't proven anything really yeah like like he you see how Brighton play you see where they finish you see how well they're doing that's like great yeah, it's Brighton. Like they're he's doing spectacular, but he's never done it with a big club. So I don't think a City or a Liverpool would give it to somebody like that. I think they would need somebody with winning experience to it's come in and point. take over. So it's it's kind of like a a weird no man's land for him. Um, yeah. So the England job just seems like perfect for him in my mind.
0: Yeah. No, I think about like Pochettino when we signed him from Southampton. Like, he was the next big thing. Yeah. And I just think Potter is seen as that. Like, he's the next manager to step up. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it's Spurs that have to sign him. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I do So like that's a long show. ways away. Oh, hopefully it is. Hopefully Conte stays. Yeah. Oh, who, what would you rather have? Conte on a three-year deal. Right now he signs it. Or Kane signs a five-year deal. What oh. would you rather have? <laughs>
1: How many years has Canada left on this contract now? Two. That is That's an tough. impossible question. <laughs> I'll tell you
0: what, I'll let you simmer on it. Uh yeah. we'll keep moving. I'll ask you later. Uh yeah, no, I love the shout for Potter for uh England manager. I also think Pochettino would be a good shout as well. <laughs> <laughs> um no, yeah, it'll be it'll be truly interesting. We totally wrote out a half asked run sheet and we skipped it already. Transfer market. Uh are you happy with the business we did? I mean we can take like two minutes on this. Yeah. Um do you wish we had done more? Um do you I mean content kind of mentioned it's a two to three year <laughs> two to three window process. Yeah. Uh, are you happy? Like out of out of A to F, what would you rate it? we'd give it
1: a solid like B
0: plus. I think
1: I think the more important part of this window was the outgoings. I think we did a we did a pretty good job with incomings as far as creating depth. We did the thing that the big teams do, which is sign players they don't need. Like we didn't need Richarlison. We signed him as a statement to say we now have four people we can bring on across our front three to be a threat. Um, I think that was a statement. I think Parisich was a great replacement for Reggie who obviously wasn't fitting. Um, and we now have two at left wing back. I think we brought in uh, some good players in some positions that we definitely needed and at great value as well. Getting free signings, getting Masuma for only 20, 25, whatever it was. Um, I like that. I think we could have done more. And I would have liked to see more brought in as far as center backs go. I think that's where we really missed the mark. Um, but the outgoings, we the only player that we truly didn't get rid of that we were desperate to offload on loan, for I think Tenganga ended up coming all the way through on loan. Um, but that's okay. I think heel is the one that's most disappointed that we really missed out on
0: getting him out there to get some games and everybody else who were looking to offload. We offloaded. Yeah. That's a really good point. Uh, B plus I think, uh, would be mine as well. Um, yeah, no, I think God, like Regulon leaving for uh, Atletico Madrid, uh, really happy for him, but <laughs>
1: Good
0: job so, sign for Athletico as well. Yeah, great job. I love the <laughs> press conference that they held. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, Winks, I was happy he was out. And Dombele, La Celso. I would have loved a permanent uh, for at least one of them. But yeah, <clears throat> I will take it. I will take what we can get. I think yet yeah, not having Hill like get some experience on loan kind of sucks. Uh, yeah I would have loved like another attacker did you hear like the athletic reported we made a deadline uh day bid for zaha really yeah I think it was like that would have been something million and they rejected it immediately <laughs> but dude he's got a year yeah. left on his deal he's 29 yeah
1: that's know. zaha to me is the it's the weirdest puzzle in the Premier League because he, he is Crystal Palace. Like, oh, yeah. He is Mr. Crystal Palace. He's done so much for them. And he's, like, stuck with them through a lot. He loves it there. He tried leaving, and then he came back. I yeah. If I were him, like, yeah, it sucks. He's never going to be, like, a player at City, a player at Spurs, United, who like, a team he definitely could have gone to, and his potential's always there.
0: Mm-hmm. but like it's hard to walk big away fish, from a club small legend. pond big fish yeah. small pond exactly yeah. um and personally like have you seen the uh i think it's like when eagles dare or when yeah, eagles the fly? amazon yeah it's the prime documentary thing and just hearing about zaha's like experience and like how he loved coming back to palace like i mean setting biases aside i hope he stays there forever because that was yeah. awesome to hear about yeah um i would love him though uh maybe oh, God, next year Like the only the only
1: problem with Zaha is for as for as humble as he is, which I think often gets misrepresented. Yeah, I I don't see him being happy coming to Spurs and riding the bench and coming off with 30 minutes to go. I think in his mind, if he's moving away from Palace to a bigger team, like if he were at City and was sitting on the bench, he'd be much happier but yeah. i think in his mind is if he comes to spurs he's going to be the the starter he's going to replace decky he's going to replace Richarlison. he's going to be that guy and i don't think he's quite that level
0: are, um, are you are you ready for this yeah we play a 5212 yeah decky at right wing back midfield hoyberg Kerr, whatever yeah we put kane as a creative attacking <laughs> mid Whoa. Ten and Zaha and Son in front of him, and Richarlison See, comes off. I was all gonna right, say
1: that's down. where that's where it gets tricky. If if we did that, would you rather have Zaha or Richarlison
0: playing a striker? Zaha, hundred percent. think I a love striker? I think
1: I think on the wing it's Zaha all day. Zaha Zaha's striker, been playing
0: up top for Palace. Like
1: yeah, he kind of flows in between the front three, which fair enough. But I don't know. Oh, that, it's it. it's just a tough one. Cause that's a great debate. Yeah, I know. I, I, I love Zaha as well. Um, I, man, that'd have been great to see. It's
0: a Dude, shame. Bring Zaha in him, Richarlison Romero. We would be the most just fives. Team in just fives. premier league history. It'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'd love another attacker. Um, I think I'm disappointed. Cause like Paqueta was a freaking great signing for West Ham yeah um but it just i don't know um i heard like i think when we made romero's uh year uh, his deal like permanent that yeah we did make the deal permanent that i think that bumps it up to an a
1: honestly like i know it was one of those that was always going to happen Mm -hmm. but this is spurs we're talking about yeah you never know that like you never can trust that fully so like that came through fully. and just everything else seemed to be such a switch. Um, I think I think the if you look at like players in, we get a B for the window. Yeah. But I think overall, in terms of outgoings, incomings, and just the mentality behind the transfer window, I think we I think it's an A, A minus, maybe.
0: Yeah. I'm I mean if I'm being nitpicky, I would have loved to have seen like Ten leave.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's just fair he's,
0: he's not gonna play. Um no and that would have been like 15 or 20 million potentially, but B plus, I think that's great to settle on. And I completely agree. Um, yeah, no uh, Madison or Barnes. That's who I would have loved from Lester if possible. Uh, but I get it. You know, I get it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk the upcoming matches. What? Uh, I know you said five matches next two weeks. I think it's um, Marseille, Man City, Sporting, at Sporting, and then Leicester, and then we're on a break or something like that. Yeah, Um, nailed it. Thank you so much. It's like I have the schedule in front of me. Uh, No, I don't. Um, Marseille uh, and Man City mostly, that's what we're going to talk about on this pod. Are you, like, if you had to prioritize one, not saying, like, you'd be guaranteed to win, but if you have to prioritize one, what would you prioritize? I'm going back and forth on this. I think City is when you
1: prioritize. I think the Premier League is more important to us right now. We know Conte doesn't have a great record in Europe. Um, I think we do have a group that we should win big asterisk next to that should top this group. Um, it's going to, it's going to be a challenge, but I think to prioritize city, because if we can honestly, if we get any result from city, I think it's, it's a win. Even if we draw, like we take that away as a win that like we held off the giants of city are right now. Plus I think the way that we play is could potentially be the, the kryptonite to city. It it's so there. Like the way that city's fullbacks tuck in become inverted and they press basically everybody up as well. I think with having wingers and wing backs, we can expose that. We'll see what happens. So I think we prioritize City. That being said, we don't want to see what happened in the conference league, happen in the Champions League this year. And if we do not make it out of this group. I, I'm not ready for that abuse that we're going to get.
0: It would be truly terrible. Um. Yeah, I don't want to know what would happen if we lost. I See, that's the thing for me. Like, I almost think hardest matches for the season in the EPL, I think away to Chelsea, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yep. always a match I hate playing. Got say, there. Check. Yeah, exactly. Away to City as well. Yep. And then away to Arsenal. Like those are yeah. my three that I'm always just like, oh my gosh. I don't know why Liverpool, Manu, I almost expect a loss at Liverpool and Manu's kind of up in the air. Uh, but it's those like first three matches that I just kind of panic a little bit. And so I almost wonder if you prioritize Marseille, start off on a win. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're up 2 0, maybe pull off. Someone Kane or whatever, and then then you go into that city match with like I don't know, you, you go into that city match, just you go with s- the confidence, like you you won,
1: you've got the momentum
0: exactly, you have momentum, and if you don't win, it's like, well, it's city. it's city, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i i I don't think there's any shame in. I don't think we'll lose like 4-0 or anything to City. Um personally, like if I look at it right now, I know we have a great track record, but all records come to an end. Um Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I you know what? I think I I think I might be here with you on this. Also, our game against
1: Marseille is our first home Champions League game in there you go. however long and it would be amazing to like field that full strength team. And like, give the home crowd a show to say like, yeah, let's let's stomp Marseille, and you know, City we're away next week. Um, maybe we. It's not like rotating our squad at this point is even bad either. Like we have options, which we haven't always had. Like we're not bringing on Winks and Joe Roden. You know, we're we're replacing starters with potential starters. Um,
0: Yeah, sorry, we <laughs> had some cut out technical, technical it. <laughs> difficult. It's definitely my Wi-Fi. Uh, we'll keep moving though. Um, I, I I do agree because I heard the majority of what you said. Yeah. Uh, last match we played in the Champions League Ian, without googling it. Um can you, you know name...
1: this this I saw this earlier today it was awesome oh, okay. wasn't it? Yeah. And we have like Winks starting and Delhi Alley up top. Deli like, was it... up top,
0: yeah. Yeah. Let, let's look at that. can you name can you name the 11 that started? Boy, we'll play this fun okay. game Loris. We yes. played we played a five, two, three, didn't we?
1: Yes. Cessanyon was at left back. Yes. God, it just sickens oh, me looking I mean, at this line. Was the man. right back
0: Orier. yep jesus christ hey you're three for three huh? what about that back three who was in that back three
1: wait.
0: was ben davies in it he was not davidson sanchez davies wasn't even on the bench sanchez was jesus not christ. even on the bench
1: jesus who,
0: who oh wait hold on was it hoiberg winks in the mid hoiberg wasn't even on the bench hoiberg jesus uh, winks was in the midfield yes who was he La partnered, Celso. With? partnered with a Celso His partner? Delhi up top, up Lucas, top, yeah. one Lucas. side, Son, yeah, out the other. Son was not even in the lineup.
1: Who was out on that other side?
0: Lamella. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what, what were
1: our, yeah, what was our back line?
0: Back line was Toby. Oh, Toby at left okay. center back. Yeah. Dyer at center back. Mm. And then right center back was Tanganga. And then here you go. Here's this bench for Tongan Gazaniga, and Dombele skip parrot Malachi Fagan Walcott, who got his (laughs) debut that match. And then lastly, the immaculate Jetson Fernandez. Oh my God. It was our last match in the UCL. Jesus. I know. Um, much better look if we could look at that
1: squad to where uh, honestly, whoever we play um, on Wednesday, whoever we start on Wednesday, if we just look at that, even if we rotate compared to that squad. Oh yeah. It says everything.
0: Uh, do you, from the match against Fulham, do you have any, any changes you'd like to see for Marseille? And then likewise, who do you want to see starting against city?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I think we should play. Charlison, Kane, and Deke. Okay. I think this is a good chance to give Son a breather to get his form back, um, especially going up against City. I think we're going to want him at his full strength and full potential there. Um, I'd like to see
0: Basuma play a game, come you, in. Okay. Do yeah. you bench Hoiberg or Bentinger?
1: I think we'd... I think we benched Benson Kerr. I think we're going to need him more against City. And I just, I don't know. To me, Hoiberg is like, he will never run out of gas. Yeah. He will, like, he could play and then play two days later and two days later after that, and he'll still be good.
0: Um, is, there an argument, is there an argument well. for starting Skip and Basuma? Is Skip back yet? Yeah, he's back. He was on the bench. Oh, he's back. Okay. Yeah. And West Ham. No, 100%. I would love to see that. That's like a skip the
1: pivot, skip the Yeah. That's like the, the perfect Hoiberg Benson curve replacement. Like
0: I, I think so. Too. I would love to see
1: that. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and then, then I'd like Parasite. to see Parasit.
1: Yep. And then a different right wing back.
0: So you'd rather see, okay, so let's, let's pretend you see Daherty at right wing back against sure. Marseille. Do you, so then this is going to get really weird and convoluted, but do you see Sess and Emerson starting at city? Yeah. I do. do you trust do you trust Sess in that big of a match?
1: I think given the way that he's played this season, I think it's worth the shot. I think it's My- worth it just to give him the opportunity.
0: Okay. My argument is if you look at the Chelsea match. Yeah. That was Sess's arguably his worst match. That is true. And Chelsea really pressed high. And that's exactly what City's gonna do. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of just yeah. I'm here for it. See what see what Conte yeah. decides. I think we're hitting the same notes. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I almost I almost wonder if you play Cess for like 60 minutes against Marseille, have sure. Perisic come on for the last 30. Yeah. And do that exact same thing against city, but reversed. I don't know. Yeah. We should, I'd like to see us
1: leverage all of our subs, um, in a lot more time efficient manner. Like, yeah. Like the, in the champions league game, bring subs
0: on 55, 60 minutes in not 65, 70. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. Uh, predictions do you have predictions for both these games both these games
1: yeah let's start with I Marseille. Think, yeah with marseille i think we're gonna get a two nil win i think it's gonna be a tough game i think it's gonna be a very difficult game um but i think the return to the champions league at home i think the atmosphere is just gonna lift the players and genuinely just like we're gonna play very very well um, I think we'll win two nil and then I think city will be one all. I think it's going to be a draw and I'm, I'm very optimistic on that.
0: I should have gone first this here. Yours. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, ah, This is going to, I don't want to sound like a pessimist because the last pod I did, I was just a Debbie downer against West Ham about West Ham. Um, I think we beat Marseille and I think it's two to one or one to zero. And it's very okay. close. We look bad. Oh, okay. I, I don't think we look great. I, I just hope we come out flying, but yeah. City match. I think we lose. And I think we lose okay. three to one. Yeah.
1: That's, or, it's just, that's just fair. That's just fair. I, you like, know, I, think,
0: yeah. it, I think it's like, yeah, it's Holland. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Pep is... If there's one thing Pep is known for, besides being a world-class manager, it's overthinking big matches. Yep. And so I wonder if he's thinking to my, to himself, Conte and his staff has seen City for six matches. They've seen how we've played. It's been very similar all six. Does he switch it up and he tries to do something differently? Yeah. I don't know. And the two matches they've... Have they drawn... Two matches? Yeah, they've drawn twice. They drew... Who'd they just draw? Villa? They just drew yeah. Villa. Oh. Makes me sick thinking about this up real quick. They uh, uh, drew Villa
1: and drew against Newcastle.
0: Yeah, the 3-3. Three, three. Yep. So... I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Conte is looking at those thinking. And both of those were away, I believe. So I wonder if Conte is thinking. Let's let's just sit back and counter. Uh, it worked last time, but I don't know. I think it's I think it's either. a Like a four to three or we just we just get. Fed yeah, out a little bit. I you know, do city play do city play tomorrow or do they play Wednesday? Let's see. Sorry, I know they... we're like just looking at the different schedules. Let's see. Man City play
1: against City tomorrow, tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. Against Sevilla. And is it at home? Oh, I bet it's in Spain. Yeah, I think it's away. Oh, that's great for us. Oh, yeah, it's in Spain. So they do get an extra day of travel. Um, but they do have an extra day for rest. so man it's gonna be difficult um i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be fun i'm gonna be on a plane uh for it so i probably (laughs) won't be able to watch it uh but i've got a very wild prediction for it
1: i know i said i know i said it's gonna be one all i think it's gonna be one of the most exciting games that we've seen this season and we have seen a lot of exciting games, but I just think the the pure difference in tactics and the way that both teams kind of counter the other, I think we're going to see a lot of excitement and a lot of, Oh shit moments. Okay. I don't know. It's just, it's just a, it's just a gut feeling. I think we're going to, we're going to surprise city. Um, and take it to them a little bit more than just sitting back and letting it happen.
0: Man, I hope you're right. Um, I'm looking at the other, like, matches, like, just that are slated, and mm-hmm. all of them just kind of look blech, except for um, the Tottenham uh, City match. 11:30. Yeah. I think I'm in the air. No, I think I land by that point. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I See, that's the thing I don't love, like, getting off the plane and looking at my phone and just seeing, like... De Bruyne 5th minute.
1: De Bruyne
0: <laughs> 11th minute. Red card. Ramirez, oh, holland has got a hat trick.
1: Minute. 26 yeah. minutes. Jesus. Exactly.
0: Christ. Um I I hope it's a good match. Uh I hope we just do ourselves proud at the end of the day. Yeah. Um
1: I think a draw's a win in this scenario. If we if we can come out with a win, I know we've got that record against City running in our favor, but I think if we get a draw, that's a win this year.
0: I agree. Um I don't believe I have any more questions. Uh, I, we would like to add, um, we do have the city match coming up on Saturday and then the sporting match on Tuesday um, in Libsen. So I think we'll come to you maybe with a pod on Thursday of next week. Uh, and yeah, so, and then we'll predict Leicester uh, going forward. but. We appreciate uh, you listening to the 246th most listened um, soccer podcast in the United States, according to Anchor in the month of August. So there you go. Um, Ian, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, any tidbits or facts uh, to the pod?
1: Only thing is I can say is we're coming for 245. 245th best podcast soccer
0: podcast in america according to anchor i was like that's all we're coming for oh is that is that 245 like what i was like oh my god (laughs) it's not a month a month and a day yeah february 45th going for it um come for 245th come on you 245ths (laughs) that's a good way to end it right
1: fantastic couldn't have said it better myself